0: Welcome everyone to episode four of the United Voice podcast. We are practicing the art of kindness and civil discourse and authenticity and storytelling. United Voice Oklahoma is a podcast about the power of healthy dialogues on race relations. Every episode will help you identify common obstacles to this healthy conversation and give you the confidence you need to invest in an authentic relationship with others outside of your race and maybe outside of your comfort zone.
1: Yep, this is uh, Waylon Cubit, and this, the voice you just heard, is...
0: C.C. Jones Davis.
1: And we are your host into this journey, and whether you are mowing the yard, whether you are running, driving to work, we're excited that you are listening today to hear stories and conversation on difficult topics where opinions are often very, very strong. We hope to provide meaningful content in every episode to our listeners, and we hope that if you hear anything that is worthwhile, that you learn anything, that you are willing to share with your friends and your family. If you're new to the podcast, make a point of going back to episode one and listening to one of the United Voice Initiative founders, Clarence Hill. We've also had Lee Rowland on here. We've also had Jamie Smith and Jamie Smith King and Justin King on here. And today, today, I am super, super excited to introduce the world to uh, a really, really good friend of mine. Uh, we, we're gonna, I'm going to try not to get into it with them over the microphone, but we're friendly like <laughs> that. But I'm going to try not to get into it. You have to referee a okay. little bit, CeCe. Okay, you have to <laughs> I'm prepared. But today we have uh, Kenneth D. Jones on United Voice Oklahoma. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank it's you. so great right. to have you. So some of the things you need to know about Kenneth D. Jones is that he's a recent graduate from Edmond, Santa Fe. Congratulations yes. um, on getting that Thank that you. done. He is a student athlete. He's always been a uh, playing sports football basketball both 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 Man, in and out here football and basketball yeah I seen you play basketball <laughs> we probably ought to stick to never mind never mind uh, but you got uh, some brothers and sisters and, mm-hmm. and and so we're just so happy to have you on the podcast to share your story mm-hmm. with us today some of the things that I want them to know though Neil, uh, you, you and I have not known each other too terribly long mm-hmm. but uh, I kind of see myself as kind of almost an uncle Mm -hmm. now. That's how much time we spend together and and talk. And how we came to meet is because you've had a very highly publicized incident at your Mm -hmm. school during your senior year. And we'll talk all about that. But um, I wouldn't say that I came to your rescue because not at all. But I just I (laughs) just wanted to know a lot about. That incident, and so he and I became friends through that incident. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's been friendly through that incident, mm-hmm. and so that's the reason we want to talk to you today to kind of share that experience that that went viral, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. And so, but before we talk about that, and before we share that with our listeners, we want to get to know you a little bit. So, tell us a, a, a little bit about who you are, what you like, what you love. Uh, again, hello, my name is Kent Jones,
2: formerly um, known as Katie. Uh, my mother gave me that name when I came out the womb. Don't ask me why. I know. So so you're not you're not named after? Nah, I'm not, not named after okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. Uh, right. Uh-uh. Um, I am a recent graduate from MSNFA. Um, I went there for a year and a half. Um, like Mr. Cubitt said, um, I got you know, two brothers and a sister. I'm a third of the, of the four of us. Um, you grew up in Oklahoma City. Grew up in Oklahoma City. Um, I'm a Jones. Uh, um a little bit about myself though um let's see uh I've been playing sports since I was 6 um at the age of maybe I say 12 or 13 I fell in love with history um I went to Deer Creek I went to Deer Creek schools um elementary through middle school um what else let me see
1: went to Del City for a little bit went to
2: Del City for a little bit um I'm trying to figure out uh
0: and you are. I know it's hard on Waylon right now, but you you are going to college. Uh, yes, he does not yes, want to yes, see you go, yes, 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 yes. but you're on your way to yeah. your first year That's not of fair. university. That's yeah, not, I want to
1: see him go to college. We were just in a disagreement about where he should go. Okay. to college, and we kind of been going back and forth about that. So. Okay. I'm letting him go to his choice. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not answering my phone anymore after that. But I'm gonna <laughs> let him go to the to the school of his choice. Very cool. Very cool. Without
0: without saying where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um. What made you want to go there?
2: There's a lot of reasons that made me want to go there. Um. I applied for a couple schools. Um. But that was the first school they accepted me. Um. I have an auntie that stays down in that location. Mm-hmm. Um. She kind of convinced me. You know. to... To uh, persuade um, in that college, I'm majoring in criminal justice. When I'm in communication, let's that be known. Um, I want to come after Mr. Cuban's job. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> going into criminal um, justice.
1: Right.
2: That's awesome. Um, yeah. So um, I mean, with that, I believe that um, that could take me into a um, space, an area that I can influence others. How like Mr. Cuban influenced on me, how he's and gave me into my life, and then changed me, and direct me in a certain way, and how mm-hmm. I carry myself today. Some um, person. that's my that's my ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, soon to be, soon Go to be, you. soon to be. It, yeah.
1: So one of the things that we talked about early, early on after meeting you is uh, you work two jobs yes. while playing football. Yes. Why? Yes. Why is that? Why? Why are you working two jobs, man? Uh, I got one of them uh, my
2: old school daddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that uh, if you want something, I got to go get it for yourself. Um, and he's going to help me. He's going to help me direct my, you know, the way. But if you want, you got to go get it. So I worked two jobs um, to get a lot of stuff, like a car, um, clothes, anything that I wanted extra that he couldn't provide for me already. Um, but also I had worked two jobs also to help my little brother out at a certain period of the time. There's many times that, you know, he... You still he, at that age that um he's now realizing that working is important. And, uh, you know, he wants things also. So I worked him jobs to help him pay, you know, little things like haircuts or, mm-hmm. you know, him going out in the movies on the weekend. So... Um, but working in two jobs really taught me a lot about this world, about being grown. Uh, because uh, I'll tell you right now, if I could take back being 13, I would.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I and, would. and you're literally I would. a whole 18 right now. Right? A whole 18-year-old. Right, right. How's your little brother?
2: My little brother right now is uh, 16. 16 yeah. Sixteen years old? Mm-hmm. Okay. 16. So he looks up to you. Yeah, he looks up to me. Uh, My shadow has been my shadow ever since. on my, When I can remember it. Everything I do, he do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean... I think working the two jobs is a, like an influence on him to show mm-hmm. him, you know, this is what it takes to be a man in this world or become a man in this mm-hmm. world. Um, hopefully he takes after me. He does work at a job right now, um, and he's trying to work at a second job. Uh, it's following after you. it's following after me, man. So, football, after me. what
1: positions did you play?
2: I played, um, I played many positions. Um, middle school year, I started off at tight end. I was like probably like 5'10". 5'10", probably 5'10", 30 ish I was, a big, I was a big guy. You're a big guy. A big I was a big guy. guy but I finished off of my career playing safety. Right. Um, A little right. maybe free safety strong. You played safety. every game. Every game. Didn't man. get hurt? No. Oh, no, I got hurt. You got hurt. There was some injuries, through. but I played through them. Um, right. I had, I, 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 met amazing coaches throughout my whole high school year and, and whole career, Um, coaches that I can, you know, Call on today, knowing that they'll have my back. Um, starting off with my freshman year at John Marshall High School with Coach Kojo. I um, mean he really, you know, what I mean, really, he really, really sat down and talked to me and made me understand of of, of being a student athlete. You know, mm-hmm. um, letting the student come first before the athlete. Um, he's the um the main reason I think really and truly how I am on sports and how I carry myself. Then my sophomore year going to Dale City. And meeting Coach Corbin that plays at Choctaw now he's the head coach at Choctaw and he's like I say like the middle like kind of like the the top of my peak of how also being a student athlete how to carry yourself but also remembering that on and off the field the off the field things can you know affect you on the field um, that's really you know really a, I really appreciate then then I could just say my senior finishing off uh, Coach White senior year, um, I'm telling you, he didn't. Came in, you know, I mean, the first thing he told me was, are you ready? I mean, and those real, those words really stuck with me because not only was he asking, well, are you ready for this school, but are you ready for football in general? Mm-hmm. Um, me, knowing that, I didn't really um, take it into effect until that next morning at 7 a.m. I was doing morning lifts. Uh, but like I said, Coach, uh, Coach Kojo, Coach Corbin, and Coach White, the three coaches right now, really and truly to me, are – the best coaches I've ever had, and I recommend any of them coaching to anybody. And I'm not coach Coach that goes to Douglas, coach do that went to John Marshall. There's a difference. There's a difference there. Right. No, they're um, they're they're all good. Yeah, they're all. Let me good. tell you.
1: Let me let me tell you something about CC about KD here. As you can see, he smiles yes. all the time. Very warm. I mean, wealthy. he's uh, very warm, mm-hmm. easy to get to know. Did you have any problem getting acclimated to Edmond Santa Fe? Either I know you had. Not probably so much on the football field, but how about just in school in general? You, had, you didn't have any problem making friends, or did you?
2: I mean, no. I had a couple cousins that went there, um, and they kind of directed me. Just a couple friends, um, but I mean, I'm an outgoing guy. I mean, I'm not a no doubt. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm type of guy. If you tell me to sit in the back with the, the quietest person, by the end of the school year, they're gonna be talking. Right. right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, so no
1: disciplinary problems in school. No. Mm-hmm. No, just never, would, no I just problems, no having no problem,
2: good uh, grades, good grades, good grades. I oh, had that. My mom was, Oof. yeah, and right. That wasn't right. gonna happen. No, Bad yeah. grades, mm-hmm. that right. wasn't gonna happen. Um, so
1: that 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 I think that's important for us uh, to establish is what kind of guy we have here. And so I, I believe I'm a pretty good judge of character, especially when it comes to young men. Uh, I do a lot of, of mentoring on uh, on that area. And so from meeting him from the very first time. We talked about the incident that we're about to dive into, but we immediately started saying, okay, what's your future look like? What do you want the future to look like? What do you want to do? And he started talking about college, his dreams, his hopes. And they were not different than mine when I was his age. They were not different than other young men than his age. And so I was actually a little bit uh, surprised at the incident that, Mm -hmm. that we're talking about. So what happened? What month was this? Uh, roughly
2: like February the twenty second. It was recently two weeks after I turned eighteen.
1: Yeah, two weeks after you turned eighteen, you you go to school and they're having this assembly, mm-hmm. uh, where they raise money or. Yeah, it was a um, it was a fundraiser week
2: at MSNFA It's a couple. Of, it's called Double Wolf Dare Week. Um, it's the biggest fundraiser week of our whole school. Um, we raised money for a adopted uh adopted a home um for uh to raise money for the kids and everything and um the dress up day for that day was white out neon day white Out neon so whiteout everybody neon can day. come dressed out in white, white or in neon, neon. it was in, really
1: loose rules when it comes to dress code yeah you know, yeah it
2: was kind of a little loose rules um and kind of loose uh guidance also um really and truly almost everyone's in the hallway trying to buy wristbands cuz there's so many activities that happen that week people buy wristbands to uh, you know participating in them activities, um, and really and truly the hallways are all compatible. You have people socializing because they're so excited. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time.
1: It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Right. And this is your first time you experienced it at this school, but you...
2: This No, this is actually the second time. The first time was last year um, when, I, when I came in my second semester of my junior okay. year. Um, that was the first time and it was so amazing. everybody's looking forward to it. Oh, everybody's yeah, oh, to yeah. It. everyone's looking okay. forward to it
1: mm-hmm. So you you get there mm-hmm. and the incident we're talking about CC I don't know if you've seen it, but we can we can play it for our listeners.
0: Yeah,
1: let's play it. Is uh, a, a student comes to school and he's dressed out in a mega make America great again Trump hat mm-hmm. uh, red and all of the Trump 2020 gear, he's gonna have a, a Trump 2020 or a mega flag draped over his back and neck uh, as a cape. And he's walking in, and there's cell phone video, granny cell phone video of KD uh, coming and really demanding that he remove this stuff for whatever reason. And there's pictures of KD knocking the hat off of his head and yanking the the, cape or the flag off of his body and throwing it to the ground and then going about his way. And so this got, last I looked, it had 89,000 mm. views on YouTube. Mm. Do you know how a, many
0: it's got? Do you know if that number's grown?
1: I have not. um I haven't looked. I haven't really looked. Yeah. I just know
2: there's been a couple um, the rest of the day my brother, my older brother showed me a video. There's people that reacted to that video mm-hmm. and commented on it. Um, okay. But yeah, I haven't I mean, really and truly looked at the the view skyrocket
1: so that morning you walk in and you see him mm-hmm. in all of this Trump paraphernalia uh, how did that make you feel oh that when he walked in with
2: the whole Trump and make America it really and truly it really made me think of what my uncle told me before I went to Santa Fe um, about how Edmond, I mean, not Santa Fe, but how Edmunds schools um, really don't approach diversity Diversity, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, before I even knew there, my, my father my, my, my father was born in the 60s. He was raised in the 60s, so all the civil rights, he's seen all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was brought to my attention before I went to Santa Fe is that um, Santa Fe had an article in the newspaper that said, no, live here, move here. And I mean, really, that's when, when I seen that, that's what all of, everything I was, you know, told got to my attention. And when I seen it, not only was I threatened, you know, my safety, because people didn't use the whole Make America Great Again as a a negative way. You know what I'm saying? So I really was not only threatened for my safety, I was like, well, this needs to be approached, because if it's not, what can it lead up to? And I didn't, and then I was like, I'll be the, you know, the suffering lamb to take the sacrifice to approach him, because other people seen him, but they didn't ever want to approach him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because they probably didn't know how to approach him the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so was this.
1: So you saw the the Trump stuff wasn't such a big deal. It was actually the hat that was the big deal. The the mega.
2: It was it was the whole thing in general. Um, like I said, Edmund Santa Fe has or Edmond Journal has a whole problem with diversity. Um, it's I understand it is his freedom of speech to come into school with that on, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that you have kids there, 14 year olds, 13 year olds, and how people have used that whole Trump, I don't even know how, propaganda as a negative way, um, how I've seen it on the news, how racial groups, even the KKK at a point of time used it as there's like symbolism. So I, I mean, like I said, I felt threatened. I'd never known what it was gonna lead up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not okay with that being propagated, I mean, you know, postponed in my high school, knowing that I got freshmen there to look up to me and freshmen that I feel comfortable at Santa Fe. You know, you already have, like I said, different type of multicultural groups. So this is a predominantly. This is yeah, predominantly white. It's a predominantly white school um, district. Right. But like I said, I mean, there is many other uh, um Cultural groups that go like Muslims, we have Israel. I mean, it's all type of. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that being said, I didn't think that he bringing that to school, knowing that that whole group. How even like I said, Trump has said many times that, you know, he didn't. You know, the Hispanics and how we have consecration camps at the at the borderlines at Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just all crazy, and I didn't I didn't feel comfortable with it. And um, as you so can,
1: you. The- who filmed it so this is this is where it kind of gets dicey so mm-hmm. it, i'm asking you about this so cc when i see this i start getting text messages did you see this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is happening right here in edmond uh do you know this kid and so i figured out who he was really quickly mm-hmm. and then uh i started reaching out to him but his social media was uh, shut down and and the reason it got shut down is that i realized now he was getting it was going viral mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so uh, when I'm calling him I'm going like dude we sit down we start talking about it why who filmed this they had to know this was going to happen mm-hmm. and so you told me that you filmed it tell me why you why you why you, you filmed it you yes. your friend
2: film it just, just to make sure we get that back why um, why close my sister? me I would not run it from the problem I don't want All that right. to be yeah. to be the reason, like he's probably running from the problem that was not the reason the reason why because the i was receiving you shut
0: down you're saying the reason you you shut down your social media, media was yes not it to was, run from the problem, problem was okay. because i
2: was receiving death threats all yeah. type of slander like um i got monkey hank from a tree i got all type of kkk's after you i didn't want to i didn't want to keep seeing it i mean so mm-hmm. i just shut my whole media down so there's mm-hmm. no communication So i just want to make sure that's clear yeah you know because i'm not nah. okay but um but why I had someone recorded. So, the lady, I had recorded. I know her. I'm not gonna put her name out there, but we are very close. When I w- went to Santa Fe, she was the first friend that I had met there, um, and she was right there next to me. Um, she is a white girl. She is not, you know, you know. Just make sure she is a white girl. And She understood why I was so angry. Um, you talked to her about it. I talked it was- to her. We. I talked to her before even the video was recorded. and She said, "Listen, I understand." She even told to me, "Like, you know what's going to happen." if I record this? And I said, yes, I un- understand. Now, while I asked to record it for my safety, like I said, before he had went to, he had went and after the assembly had went and said that I had hit him, like physically punched him. And he had said, I wish he got locked up or something like that. And that's when um, I had that video. And that's why I, to- I told her to keep that video for my proof.
1: So you were filming the video you thought he was going to have a negative reaction to you asking him to take the hat off or demanding him to take the hat off.
2: I really and truly, I did not know what his reaction was going to be. Um, Like I said, I've seen many times on, you know, social media or in news that people have used the whole Make America in a negative way. So I did not know if he was going to, I don't know, take off on me, look the other way, take it off. I didn't know that wasn't my goal. Um, My goal was to inform him that I didn't feel comfortable with that on. And if he if he could remove it, um, but he didn't care. Um, so it went
0: the he, other way. <laughs> what did he say when you approached him? Because I don't, I did see the video, but I don't believe I, you could hear the, this young man's response. How, what did he
2: say? He's like, I'm not, I'm not taking this off. Um, I asked him what you can, if you can look in the video. I know it's kind of like you know mumble in the words, but I asked him nice. I said, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with you, so can you take it off? I don't feel comfortable. He said, I don't care this is what I want to wear this I don't care and then that's what you can see in the video I stepped in front of him and then I think that's when the whole teenage emotion came in because I I blacked out I don't really remember what I did um my mother said that she said I think she thinks I blacked out because as you can see I tipped the hat off I start saying words that I've never used I start slanging things out of his hand pulling stuff out of him um pulling stuff off of him um I never put my hands actually on him. I never struck him. Never made, you know, never made injury to his body at all. Um, I just made sure, I just made everything on him. So he had the cape, the hat, and the hoodie.
0: So when we talk about a cape, you're saying it was a MAGA cape. It yeah. Was a Trump cape with it like was, a flag. a flag, flag and
2: actually, and yeah, and yeah. It, and it, it wasn't, flag. It wasn't Name, it okay. a, um, it wasn't like a 2016, you know, old one. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is my president. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been my president for, you know, two years or something like that. This was a... uh this was a a a, a twenty twenty oh, campaign. This, this like. A campaign, like oh, this Got is a campaign. I'm, I'm 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 this. I am presenting this. He's going to be the next president for twenty twenty again. again. Mm-hmm.
1: Which you told me was fine with you. You just it was the you didn't really care Trump or I, whatever. Like I said
2: he's my president. I have nothing against him. You know we all have our you know you know politics. I don't. That's that's another thing. Politics. We that see that how we you know politics. In high school, that's that's not a, you know how politics divide the country today, and mm-hmm. we're and out of high school, but you got 13, 14 kids in high school, freshmen, but seeing politics. That, that didn't, I didn't, that just didn't fly with me. All Like I said, all the emotions came through me, and that's when I did what I did and reacted the way I reacted and uh, made um, my friend record the video for my safety because mm-hmm. I did not know if there were any with cameras around. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I blacked out. I didn't. Mm-hmm.
1: My so own. you end up uh, you end up posting uh, this video to your Snapchat in yes. defense because he mm-hmm. yes. said he, he sent a Snapchat around mm-hmm. saying that he was assaulted by K D. He thought, Well, I have proof. proof that I didn't touch him and he sends this on I Snapchat it, and it goes yeah. crazy. I
2: send it out. Um he at he puts my Snapchat name out there by the way. Um so I have a bunch of people adding me. I mean, I put it up probably... I lunch is 30 minutes. I put it up during lunch, probably the beginning of the beginning of lunch. I'll say about 15 minutes. Um, and that's when I got a um, text message of, Katie, I think you should take that video down. And it was one of my really close friends that I really look up to. Um, he said, you really need to take that video down. He said, I understand where you came. He sent me a long paragraph. Um, but I think the main, like, three words: take the video down. Mm-hmm. And that's when... I took it down by but before I even took it down, I looked and I seen all the people that added me. By the time I looked it down it had on this thing on your iPhone, you can scroll up and screen record. And it's basically like you get to screen record everything that you're doing on your phone and you can use it to, you know, record other videos. And before I even try to take it down it had almost I'll say twenty screen records. And that's when I deleted it. Mm-hmm. But um that's when it went, I mean, really went crazy. I mean, we, I don't even know how many people had the video by then. Um, the video's probably 33 seconds long, 33, 34 seconds long. So it wasn't that long of a video. Um, so like I said, people were disturbed in the video um, that day. Uh, let's see, by maybe, probably my six hours. So maybe about one ish one ish I was asked to go into the office of my high school. In um, there was my main principal, the assistant principal, a police officer, and another uh, principal that I'm very close with. We all sat down and we all discussed on how I had reacted and how we should bring about the attention. Um, and their consequences for me from the school was a regular punishment like a regular student which was a 3-day suspension out of school in school cuz it was a non-violent but altercation. Mm-hmm. So they approached it as a wasn't a hate crime, it wasn't a, you know, a maybe a threat, it was a like I said a altercation and they treated it such so 3 days in school out of school suspension. That was the school's uh punishment. Um but and that was it. it you thought that was going to be I it? I thought that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um you know like i said i am a high school student i just turned 18 two weeks ago mm-hmm. did it go on the news that night it went on the news i think that night yes it mm-hmm. went on the news that night because I, I received a phone i received a phone call okay let me let me back up make sure real quick. Right. so like i said um, there's no suspension then the my school um, um principal tells me the officer wants to come in and talk to me um i did not know never have i ever got approached by an officer you know any of any times in high school was this the school um, resource officer school or was it so you officer. knew him i knew him um but i was kind of i was kind of like you know confused to why he wanted to come in and and that's when i really understood that i am an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> now mm-hmm. and he told me that they want to press charges mm-hmm. the family the family press charges mm-hmm. um and so
1: the student he, that was wearing that him and his family him wanted to and his to family won to
2: press charges against me. And I forgot I am 18, so they can do that. Yeah. Um, he told me I will be, you know, presented in front of a court and everything. The so he wrote you a ticket? Wrote me a ticket. Um, he told me if I need to call this date at a certain, certain time before this date to make sure I get everything scheduled.
1: And then that's when. Let, let me back up before we go, because we're going to talk about. So he got the three-day Suspension as mm-hmm. a consequence from the district or from the school He's mm-hmm. get this ticket from the police because the family and the, the kid wanted to file charges. Mm-hmm. And so this would have been an assault and battery charge, right, Katie? It would have been a an assault. An assault charge. It would been, no, no, no. Assault it, it would battery.
2: have been it would have been just an assault, mm-hmm. but then they proceeded to do an assault and battery. Assault and battery. OK,
1: yeah. so so talk to us about the the. The climate at the school, like, did you feel safe after that? Did you feel threatened? How was it going to school um, after that?
2: Well, I was gone for three days, but the three days that were gone, Santa Fe got a a, a lot of backlash of people calling up the school saying that you should, you should hang them, you should kick them out, you need to do this, do that. Um, it, it was all type of bad. When I got back to the school, though, it was nothing but love, um, really and truly. From from people that I talked to, um, but it was a di- it was a separation division, division mm-hmm. of white versus black versus Latino. You know, mm-hmm. it, it started group up, which I think that was not the the focus or even my even point of going on. But I did not know that this would lead to that. And like I said, Edmond, I mean, Santa S- Edmond in, in general has a whole problem with dealing with diversity problems like this such and we have now people grouping up and like i said even the friends that i thought that i were friends with didn't even talk to me because Mm -hmm. realizing that maybe they supported that party or they you know and
0: so it got trouble really quick like everybody like went over to their tribe and
2: um linked up it got like and then that's when i really and truly i mean i never i never felt i never felt like for my safety, I really felt for people that are around me, their safety. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I was receiving all—that's why I had to go private on my social media. I was receiving all type of hate groups, and I didn't know who was friends because the people that I thought I were friends weren't friends with me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I really did And like I said, at a point in time, I didn't tell Mr. Q, but at a point in time, there was receiving of when we're going to do this to the school and when we're going to, you know— Maybe shoot up the school or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, do some type of action to the school. And at a point in time, like, I had to move from the location Edmonton to my uncle's. One, because of the school. And two, because I had news channels, mm-hmm. you know, driving around. Um, they had my address. They had mm-hmm. my phone number. Um, I don't know how they got it. Um, I never know. Just because you're 18, mm-hmm. they put all that information out.
0: So, So, this happens they decide to press charges so you go to court mm-hmm. what happens at court
2: i press they press charge I, we go to court um i'm presented a well before i was supposed to my i had a post i was supposed to reach a plea agreement um the plea agreement was to plead guilty uh, and what i did was wrong mm-hmm. um, which I understand my actions was wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how I approached it was wrong.
0: What what actions were wrong and how do you feel about your actions?
2: So one, um, the way I even approached it, um, that was very, very, I'm, I'm, I was raised, I mean, almost half my time I was raised in a church. Um, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every afternoon service, um, I was supposed to, you know, even, even if someone doesn't look the same color as my skin, treat them as my brother. Um and the way that I approached that was not the right way. Um, you know I should have approached it differently. Um, cursing at him and making him feel less than I am was not the right way to approach it. Um, mm-hmm. I should have approached it a different way. I should have um, maybe see, hey, let's pull it to the side. Can we talk to the side? Mm-hmm. Um. Can we talk, let's understand, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that. I know that's what you, you know, so freedom of speech, I understand that. But at the end of the day, I don't think, I don't feel comfortable, and I don't think anyone else is feel comfortable here with you wearing that. Um, can you remove it? And if he didn't want to remove it, that's when I was supposed to go to a authority and I let them take advantage okay. and, 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 and result. But like I said, I am a teenager and all the emotions that ran through me. And that's when, like I said, I blocked out.
1: Okay. You can tell he's a passionate guy. Just, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm locked in. I'm, I'm not
0: talking cause he's right. so good. I don't right. feel right. like I need to have anything to say here, but okay. So you get to court and what, what is the the punishment or repercussion from the court?
2: So the punishment from the court was to take a plea, gu- plea deal, plea guilty, um, uh, pay the fines, <laughs> um, um, pay the fines, do community service which was 100 hours community service, do anger management classes, and do an apology letter. Uh, that was mine. And how much um, was the fines? The fines were $560. 60? 500 and $560. $560. 60. $560. Let me get this right. $560.
1: 100 hours community service.
2: 100 hours of community service. Anger management class that I had to pay for. An anger management class. How much was that? Um, when I was looking around, they were like $25 each a class. Okay. And that's just for the class. To, like, each class was $25. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. Um, and an apology letter. And an apology letter.
1: Okay.
2: Those are my all... And a time frame in which to get that completed. Six months. And I have started in March, the peak of my senior year. So, I'm finna graduate in ba- about May. So, I got to finish... Working two jobs. Working two jobs <laughs> in high school. Also, trying to submit all my paperwork off to college, mm-hmm. any colleges I want to go to, making sure my FAFSA was correct, making right. sure I get all the scholarship deadlines before they're done, also finishing my finals mm-hmm. for high school because I have finals too also. So I have all this, but I have to do $156, $156, $150, $500, 100 hours community service, anchor management class in a letter, and I had to finish all that for six months also while doing being a high school student. Yeah.
1: Um so you you wrote the apology letter.
2: Wrote the apology letter to try to get make sure, you know, they was understanding where I was coming from in the apology. Um the Edmund uh the Edmund prosecutor did not approve it. Um the family said it was okay, but he didn't approve it. They told me they went long enough. Um I never known for an apology to be a certain limit. I just know How long it. was it? It was a page, but it was it was a it was really I really took my time and and sat down and really said I'm sorry, made them understand where I was coming from. But they said it wasn't long enough, it wasn't sincere enough. Like I said, I never know an apology to be to be, to be a limit.
1: So it needed to be how long?
2: Well, they well, said at least four pages, five pages long. Oh wow. Um,
1: what happened to this letter? Where I mean. What...
2: So the letter I gave to them, the mm, the ever gave it to them, the family. They gave it to the family. The family, they could do. They he said they could do whatever they wanted to do with it. Um, but I've never known somebody to, you know, do something with a positive. It's for them that they need it for themselves. But later in that day, that that family, well, he, the student, took the apology letter and went to my high school and passed it around, as it was like a buy one get one. So he made copies he and made passed copies. it around though, the school. Um, I mean, there was so when I brought my my attention it was a copy. Um one of my friends I took a picture of it, it sent it to me it was she said that it had zero zero two and another one had zero 021. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, in s- terms of how many copies. Copy.
2: So I didn't know how many copies were getting passed around. Right. Um that's when I tried to call back up to the Edmund, you know, minister Report and I told him, like, listen, hey, this he's passed around my apology letter. Um, how am I supposed to be sincere and put my whole emotions and mm-hmm. how I felt about this when he's passing it around? I was told, you're still writing that letter, no matter what. And this is Edmund's um,
1: right.
2: whole statement. You're going to write that.
0: So ultimately, let's fast forward just a little bit. Ulti- so so you end up having to do all the things that the court required, plus writing a new letter that yes. was how long?
2: That need to be at least five pages.
0: And how long did it take you to write that?
2: It took me... It took me about a, a month because, I, like I said, I, yeah. I was afraid to try to submit again and also be declined and also get passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I I haven't gave it to him yet. I will give it to him after I go back um, because I don't feel comfortable giving it out. I mean, mm-hmm. really and truly, I don't even feel comfortable when I get to court to give it out. Uh, but uh, since that incident, um, I have grew a lot. Um There's so much things that used to get to me that don't even get to me anymore. Um, Like I said, the slander I was receiving, oh my gosh, it was crazy.
0: What was the impact on your family?
2: (sighs) Um, My mother, she kind of took her heart. Um, Like I said, I I mean, the one thing you want to see is your son receiving all type of death threats. Um, Talking about being lynched, hanged, all type of Hate KKKs after you shooting up the school. She really took it hard. Um, my father, um, he sat there and really, I mean, he 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 really sat and talked to me and made me understand of like I said, he was he was born in '55, so he was he was awake. He was all awake of the civil rights. So he made me understand like, listen, this is what happened in my time period, and this is how we need to approach it. Um, really and truly, he helped me through some of it. Um, then I have uncles, cousins, aunties, just making sure I'm okay on a daily basis and I have friends in high school. Um, I mean, multiple times that I thought, I mean, walking to my car, I would have almost a group of people walking with me. I'll never be walking anywhere alone in Santa Fe, um, just for my safety. Um, we didn't know anything could have happened. And that's, I mean, I really had multiple groups walking with me. Um, Did you feel
1: support from the school staff or was it mainly from the student body?
2: I had, more of my support from two teachers well actually i'll say three three teachers at santa fe i'm not gonna put the names out there three teachers from santa fe that really supported me and i'm really really under and one of them was like a teacher that i needed her class and before that me and that teacher wasn't really you know like up to that but by after that she was my best friend like everything i ever needed she got me um the support really came from some of them students, some of the teachers, but um I would say in general after the incident it was a more of a um "Katie, are you okay?" Mm-hmm. Um some at a point in time, um at a point in time, I remember my principal will pull me to the side and say, "Hey, listen, are you okay?" Um He's been to multiple of my football games, um, the principal of Santa Fe. He's been to multiple of my football games. he didn't multiple, um, I mean, um, assemblies, everything at Santa Fe. And, I mean, I'd be multiple times. I would come into school late, and he would just say, hey, hey, listen, come into my office. Let's just talk mm-hmm. to make sure you're okay. Um, it was an on and off. Um, some people, like I said, some people I didn't know who I can talk to. And like I said before, I thought I had a couple friends and I didn't have any friends after I looked at it. So I didn't know who I could talk to, who I didn't could talk to. But I would say the principal at MSNFA, um, him and three other people, they all really, really supported me. Um, so
1: let me let me tell you, Cece. So about this time, we yeah. are, um, me and Katie get introduced and I offer a mentorship to him. Um, he he was a little he was a little, <laughs> little respect because he didn't really want to be e- unsure it's not about it. Every day, to somebody, right, not, up, it's somebody not it's yeah, 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 right. so not right. But when he saw when, yeah. he saw when uh, he saw all of the people that he knew that I was already mentoring, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a no no brainer. So he mm-hmm. he came along, and so I offered to him this opportunity. I said, "Katie, this does not have to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. The way you acted, we can turn this into a positive thing. You can actually probably be a leader in your community." by creating a dialogue with this young man uh, and trying to model
0: mm-hmm.
1: how this conversation should have taken place, right? Right. And so I said, can you go to the school and see if you can figure out how you can create this dialogue so that we can now put this to bed, right? He said he would love to do that. I would love to be the leader that shows people, yes, I made a mistake and this is how it should have went down. And him and that other student could model for their school and for the rest of the community how this discourse could be mm-hmm. be had yeah uh, that that was not really welcomed and then uh, I called the city prosecutor to help him with some of the community service and and some of that things and I told him this was this was Katie's goal uh, is to be a leader and model this and he said to me absolutely not <laughs> He said he needs to stay away from that that student. He said he is an angry violent young man and he needs help. And uh, I was annoyed by this characterization because it was based on 33 seconds. Hmm. It was based on 33 seconds of his 18 years of life. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he's a monster.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, He sat with me and we spent time for just a few minutes and I was able to see that this was an emotional response Mm -hmm. To something that adults what? have not even been able to deal with uh, very well, very well, sure, right, and we're asking him to have a very, very adult and mature response to that, and so uh, his consequences were what they were, mm-hmm. and so how do you feel about? Cece, just kind of hearing that story for and talking and meeting uh, Katie for the first time how do you how does this story resonate with you when it comes to the conversation of justice and I know that you're you're all in on yeah. the conversation of justice. how does this all resonate with you?
0: Yeah, you know um, I think the my first feeling about it is you know just um, how unfortunate it is that even our young folks have to, um engage in so much of the nasty um visceral rhetoric that's going on on everybody's from everybody's side from ev- from every which way it makes me really sad um because you know I, I know as a person that's in the race conversation all the time I know adults we're we're all up into it and we talk about it all day but to know that um it's at this level you know with our with our kids it's really really disturbing to me um you know as i'm sitting here what i what i feel and you know the other young man isn't here to you know um to communicate his feelings and to say what his side of the of the story was i'm sure that he ex i'm sure that he was offended mm-hmm. i'm sure that his feelings were hurt i'm sure that he was embarrassed i could imagine you know um, and and what I the bottom line for me is this this is the kind of thing that happens when people lack a basic respect for one another even if you disagree when people lack an understanding and a historical understanding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because when we're talking about Santa Fe Edmund We're not just talking about a diversity issue in a school. We're talking about a diversity issue in a community. We're talking about a whole suburb of Oklahoma City um, that was um, greatly established by the white flight phenomenon Um, Out of Oklahoma City, you know, when when a lot of African Americans were moving into Oklahoma City, a lot of white folks moved out, intentionally moved out of Oklahoma City to Edmond to get away from black communities. Um, You're moving into a space where there was a sundown law in Edmond, Oklahoma, that was Mm. just removed from the books maybe in the 1970s. Mm With yeah, um, and the sundown law basically said. Um, if you're black you got to be out of this town before the sun goes down and uh-huh. that was on the books until the 70s and so while the sign is down there there is still a, a sentiment of racial unease um, in that area and uh, you know so this particular instance where in my in my opinion you know and in, in my mind you know i would not have felt comfortable i would not have felt comfortable with one of my peers walking around with a with a trump um campaign flag all day in a hat. that's me there are people who are listening who you know don't see anything wrong with that and you know that and I, i respect your opinion but but for me you know those things have a meaning those symbols have and that's the thing about a symbol. A flag is a symbol. A hat is a symbol, and it has meaning behind it. What mm-hmm. is the meaning? Yeah. And so, for one group of people, that meaning is one thing. Well, for another group Two of people, people, it people means
1: something else. that meaning mm-hmm.
0: it, that it means something completely different. And um, so, you know, I, I obviously, I, having this opportunity to sit with Katie and to hear him talk and to hear his heart and to feel his spirit. Like that 33 seconds definitely does not represent all of who this person is. And I'm looking at, you know, um, and this is my first time meeting him is today. And, um, it helps me to understand how important it is for us to all of us, all of us, not to rush to judgment and not to characterize a person based on one incident, because, because I'm going to agree with you. I don't believe that your actions were helpful. I don't believe that your actions were right and Mm -hmm. you've taken ownership of those things, Mm -hmm. but I can also understand the emotion. I can understand how you felt when you saw that and I can understand why that doesn't excuse any wrongdoing on your part, but I do get it.
1: Here is, here is where it it rubs me. Uh, is that, yeah, we can, we can say and agree that I don't like the way he handled that. Right. Uh, and, but we've made it criminal. Yeah. We made it criminal. We've put, we've stacked on consequences on top of juvenile immaturity. We've stacked on adult consequences and just be cool with it Mm -hmm. and just be cool with that. And so we do know a whole lot about, we're talking about criminal justice reform and, and all of that. Well, here's an opportunity to take a real good look at ourselves and say what kid who pushes, shoves, has an argument, used some bad language at school ends up in court.
0: Right. That's a very good point.
1: Ends up in court. That's
0: a very good point. And and Waylon, doesn't that point to and, you know, listen, I know this might be tough for some folks to hear, but for me. That really points to a sociological issue and problem that I I think that we have in the criminalization of black boys, Mm -hmm. right? That before, because now, you know, it could have been the same, I I can't say, because it wasn't another scenario. But I can imagine, let's say this was an encounter, an altercation between this other young man and another white um, Mm -hmm. young man. You know, would there have been charges? Pressed? Maybe I don't know. I can tell you my personal. I think incl- not. Yeah, my personal <laughs> I think inclination not. makes me feel like th- probably not.
1: What if it was two black boys in the same action? Right. Hmm.
0: Are we gonna be in court? Probably not. Are we gonna get suspended? Probably not. And so and so there is such a sense, you know, there's such a sense of criminalization of um, of black men that black boys are dangerous before they even do anything. You know, that's why people cross the street when they see a black man, you know, <laughs> so, so et cetera, et cetera. And not to get too deep into that, but, but, but these things, this incidence, I think points to some very serious, broader sociological issues that, you know, when we're talking about race, we have to, we have to discuss and we have to kind of at least mention.
1: Yeah, it's a conversation. It's a good conversation story. So I appreciate it. So let me, let me, let's finalize it with this. So. KD and I have been on the college entry journey uh, ever since we met, ever since we met. I mean, it's a weekly thing. And so I wanted him to go to uh, Langston University. Uh, I think even his dad probably would even, his his family would probably co sign with me on that. But he had his heart and his eyes set out of the the state, uh, to an HBCU out of the state. And uh, I give up, he wins, right? But, and so uh, in our battle, he had to write uh, a letter for uh, his application to this school. And so he sends me the letter. I don't know if he was trying to be funny, but he sends me the letter to say, hey, proofread this for me. It was, I think like, he was saying, yeah, yeah. aha, I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he <laughs> sends me the letter to be proofread. And, and so I'm gonna share it, if you don't mind, Katie, I'll no, share it, uh, this letter with you, and then we'll close out the conversation. In the letter, he starts out, saying how he wants to go to Texas Southern University, how he wants to further his education. He also talks about how um, he has kind of a a history of college in his family that he wants to keep going. He does all that in the beginning of the letter, but then let me start here. He says, I believe that TSU experience will give give me what I've been searching for as a young black man. Most of my life I've attended predominantly white schools, wherever I felt like I was in a cultural vacuum that was sucking the life out of me. I need to attend TSU. I need to be surrounded by black excellence. I need to be challenged by black greatness. I need to be embraced by my people. I need to be a part of my community of a family. I need to know and feel like my voice matters. Like I count. I don't want to just get by by being mediocre. I want, I don't want to be voiceless anymore. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be a target. I know what I want and I know what I need, and that is to graduate at Texas Southern University. This year has been particularly love for me. I had an incident in my high school where a Caucasian student wore a Make America Great Again cap and hoodie and was waving the mega banner. Just seeing him boldly and openly supported a divisive and racially biased movement with no one stopping him made me feel targeted, threatened, and unwelcome at my own school. Certainly, that I was not the only student who felt like this young man was being disrespectful, disruptive, and confrontational. I asked him to remove his hat and to stop waving the banner. Unfortunately, he did not and began to taunt me with his hate paraphernalia. I knocked his cap to the ground and took his banner and threw it on the ground as well. While the city desired that my classmate and I resolve our differences through mediation, he and his father refused and advised the city attorney to pursue a misdemeanor charge of assault and battery. Since then, I've been targeted of right-wing politicians, racists, and other hate groups. I believe that everyone has the right to respectfully express their opinions. However, in this case, there was no respect in his expression, no respect for me and the few other African-American students on campus, and none of the tenets of how we should live as Americans. That fact is th- The fact is that I should have known better. I should have done better. And I can honestly admit that years of going to school with classmates who judge me by the color of my skin, who underestimate me because of my heritage, it got the best of me. I was done. I am done. I now plan to major in criminal justice with a minor in communication so that I can help other black men navigate their paths. I want to educate and inform our community on justice issues so that the criminal justice system can no longer be a weapon against our people. I, can plan, I plan to serve my community the best way as possible. By no means am I running from this situation or the consequences of my poor decision. In fact, I am actually running to where I need to be. I need to be in a place where I can learn and be better equipped to handle things that come my way. I need to be where my blackness is understood, welcomed, celebrated, and cultivated. I need to be where I can be Kenneth Jones. I need to be at Texas Southern University. Thank you.
0: Incredible. Well done. Very well done.
1: Thank you. Right. So any closing remarks? So I appreciate you always being willing to tell your story. Uh, I appreciate you being uh, uh, willing to to be an adult in a time where uh, uh, it might be difficult. You might, and uh, stepping up and being kind of a champion for the conversation. And I just hope and pray that that you continue to be the model citizen that you have shown me that you can be, even though this 33 seconds, is going to be what people kind of want to talk about for, for, for a time, mm-hmm. but that is not who you are. And that is not the sum of who you are. Uh, and so I know that you'll go out and do great things.
0: Thank you so much for being with us, Katie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thank you all for listening to the United voice podcast. I'm Cece Jones Davis.
1: I am Waylon Cuban. There he is.
0: And as always, (laughs) we seek common ground for the common good. We'll see y'all next time.